Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I am your host, Trevin Stoltz, and I'm sitting here with my nephews, Charlie, Sam, and Jack. Say hi. 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 So we are, this is the, is this the third or second year we've, been, we're, we've hunted here? I think this is the third. Third, yeah. third yeah. year. And Sounds th- right. And this is the, um, Charlie, you, how many years have you been turkey hunting with me? Mm, I think five. Yeah, five. I think we went five. Maybe I think four because I did one hunt in Nebraska before I came here. And I have four too because yeah, yeah. me and Sam started right. at the same time. Yeah. That's right. Because you, you went the year that we had, we got skunked. Yeah, that was we, your didn't, first year. we didn't see anything. The only turkey we uh, saw the entire time was driving up. One was in the road, and then we didn't see a single turkey. Right, exactly. Yeah. So one of the things that we do every year is a turkey hunt, and we were doing it in Nebraska for a while, and then we ended up meeting Brad. Uh, and we're over here on the western slope hunting some beautiful uh, western cedars and big ridges. It's it's gorgeous. You wouldn't think there's turkey here. You would think it'd be more elk or mule deer. Mm-hmm. But there is turkeys. And it's kind of a neat deal because there's some farm ground. And then there's one row of cottonwoods. And... The good thing about it is we know every night where they're going to roost because mm-hmm. they're the, it's really the only roost trees around. Right, that's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and Brad was telling me this year that they had some snow the week before we got here, and the birds kind of get a little confused because they get in their winter flocks, and then when it warms up, they start to break up. Well, then that snow came, and they kind of get back together. And he said he saw ninety three birds together, which is a lot, mm-hmm. but it's also hard to hunt that many birds together. But it's been gorgeous here. The temps have been 60s, mid 60s. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's frozen. I no upper 30s at night. And uh, Jack, tell us about our accommodations. So we sleep in a tent, and it has a fire in like a stove, so it just heats up the whole tent. It's really nice. Uh, it's huge. It could fit all eight people. Um, then uh, we stay like. The, the, there's a kitchen in this cabinet in this cabin sorry that's right um there's two restrooms and you can only go number one in them <laughs> <laughs> well yep. and, and really with the cabin the nice thing about the cabins we have electricity yeah. so we use this to eat because we have a stove we have electricity there's a fridge and then we have a stove uh, like a, a wood-burning stove so we can also come in here and do media management and eat we, dinner yeah we can come in here and pack our bags not freezing our butts off it's nice yeah. although we do have to go number two out in the wilderness uh, you know, that, that's, that's not abnormal when you're out camping yeah so, uh, why don't you guys go through and remind people uh your name your age where you're from uh, jack why don't you kick us off I'm Jack Hofackett. I'm 12. Uh, I'm from Deming, New Mexico. I'm Sam Hofackett, his brother. I'm 14 and also from Deming, New Mexico. And I'm Charlie Hofackett, their older brothers, um, also from Deming. Yeah, and you are 16. So you've been doing this since you were nine, I think. He's an old man, practically. In, okay. Nebra- in Nebraska, we could. In Colorado, you have to be turning 12 the first year you hunt. So last year was Jack's first year hunting because, uh, was it? Mm. Yeah. No. You, you have to be twelve. So you have to turn twelve that year. 
Oh, yeah. So yeah. think about it. Because you're 12 now, you're going to turn 13. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you were 11, you were 11, but you were turning 12 that year. Yeah. Oh. So, so, so you see what I mean? Yeah. So you, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, now I understand, yeah. Everybody's looking, giving me the, the stink eye like I'm doing something wrong. That's the that's correct. That's the rules. Yep. Did you hunt last year? Yes. And you hunted the year before? Yes. And you were 11? Mm-hmm. Am I missing something? No. You got it. Okay. I just confused myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're legal because you couldn't have got a license if you were 11. Right. Uh, I mean, going to be only 11 that year. You yeah. have to be turning. And your birthday is? September. Yeah. So that's yeah. why. almost forgot my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had a great two days. Let's lay out what happened. Um, Sam, take us through how we split split up the teams this year. It was a little different because Avery didn't come, my daughter. She's doing track and a bunch of other things. So we actually split the teams up a little different. Talk us through. Share with the audience. Okay. So we split the team. We split into two different teams. And one team was me, Trevin, Charlie, and my dad. And that was Team A. Yeah, Team A. Or the best team, you know. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) And the second team was Jack, Tanner. Who else was it? Corey. Corey, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Corey. It was just three of them. And they were, their blind was closer to the uh, roosts. So they had a better morning blind because the turkeys would come out, walk around, and they'd hang out over there. And our blind was more situated for the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, once they started coming back to the roost, our, our blind was, like, right in the perfect spot. So those were the two teams. Do and the reason we did that, I, I just, you know, no, that's perfect. I'm trying to explain as we put these episodes out and then do the YouTube shorts and stuff like that, the, the daily vlogs I want people to see together, You can it makes sense. Um, Tanner... So you need people that can call. You need people that can video. So Tanner and Corey uh, both had cameras, uh, but Tanner um, a lot of times would do most of the calling. Um, Corey Corey calls good too, but Corey was running like two cameras, you know. So his job mainly was a videographer. I'm that person in the for the other team, which is of course Sam and Charlie. The reason we put Jack with them, the, with those two, is Jack is the last person that, gets, that has yet to kill a bird with a bow. So we wanted to get him the prime spot, make him be basically the guy that had the best opportunities. Varsity. Hopefully, really close. Not varsity. <laughs> not varsity. No, no, that's us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Now well, that I join that team, I'm going to say this. Um, maybe it started out that like it was going to be that way, but we find out right now we're into the semifinals and, and the varsity <laughs> and is it's changed. But we'll talk about that in a sec. So that opening morning, you went down to what we call the bottleneck blind, which is basically. 200, 250 yards off the roost where there's a big meadow, right? Now, what happened when you guys got down in there? So we go there early in the morning, and as they come out of their roost, they come down the field, and it's right in front of our blind. So, But don't th- that's normally they come down and you get to watch them. They kind of establish a pecking order and they you see them they just mingle around yeah. and they come in waves right yeah right and how many birds do you think you saw that first morning 
40 for 40, 40 yeah oh, 40 or 50 oh, yeah there was quite a few yeah so um okay now t- talk us through so they 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 bail out of the uh off the roost they strut up they're far, uh, you know fighting back and forth and uh, spitting and drumming and all farting. that farting and everything <laughs> right so what happens so they come down that field and that's the perfect spot because the field's not that wide so most of the time you get a shot but yeah so it's wide where they come off the roosts but then it like comes to a bottleneck right in front of your yes, blind that's, that's the, the name yeah, yeah. So it's called the bottleneck <laughs> oh i just put it together in my head <laughs> all right well i'm glad you're you, see that's why it's gv <laughs> so go ahead <laughs> Now I'm CT. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. And then they go past us, and that's where we set up the other one. Yeah, but we didn't have that set up yet. Remember the first <laughs> I want you to talk me through what happened the first morning. So they started coming by you, mm-hmm. and what happened? So they started coming by us, and... uh. I got a shot, and so did one come by you? <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm working my hardest okay, to yeah. out here. You got to tell the story. The, the audience hasn't listened or seen this yet, right? So you tell us what happened. Did they come? One come by you? Two come by you? Or were they in packs of ten? Did you have uh, four toms come by? You know, give us some details. Um, it was about ten. They came. Ten came by, and there was a tom. And he stopped, and he was, like, facing at us. How far do you think he was? He was, like, 20. Okay. Um, and Was he strutting? I, was he at full strut, or was he just just standing there? I think he was just standing okay. there. Uh, so I drew my bow. I shot, and I was, like, visibly shaking. Like, Tanner and Cora, they saw me. They are like, take a deep breath. <laughs> Were you just excited? Yeah, I was yeah. excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shot. And I missed just the left. I gave it a haircut, feather cut, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I missed. But so was that <laughs> it? Were all the turkeys gone then, or did they stick around? After or? I shot, he got scared and flapped his wings. So then they all ran away to the right, away from the roost tree. Right down that down that draw. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, as you did mention earlier, we did end up putting a blind further down past your blind probably about 60 yards to another pinch point mm-hmm. yeah and we'll we'll get into that mm-hmm. a little bit in the meantime sam let's talk through our morning set there wasn't a whole lot that happened to us yeah so while jack was getting his shot um our blind as we mentioned earlier was a little bit it was not as prime prime time it wasn't as good of a blind in the morning so Well, it could have been because we set it up, remember, on the other side of the ridge. And Brad, this is where we're getting all our intel. We haven't been watching these birds. He's been watching these birds for the past two weeks. Matter of fact, he took um, three young boys, uh, new hunters, last week, and they killed two birds. um, And they killed two birds out of the blind you and I were sitting in. Mm -hmm. So... What the birds did that time, instead of going down the, to the bottleneck by you, some of them went that way, but some of the others came over the ridge, and he put a blind there. 
That's why we sat there because he'd seen it. And we've seen it in the past when we sat up at that corner blind. We'd look down and we'd see the birds come around the end and go up that draw. And we were in the, we set that, or Brad set that blind in the middle of that draw. Yes, there's a ridge separating us and the roost trees. So we, we can't even see the yeah, roost trees. We only can hear them, which you can really well in the morning. They're going crazy. Right. Yeah, so that morning, we, I don't think we saw a single turkey that morning, right? In that blind, no, no action was happening. We could hear them all morning because they were down by Jack's blind. But so. How far do you think, as the crow flies, uh, the bottleneck blind that Jack and, and Tanner and Corey were in, would you say 250 yeah, no, yards? Yeah, no, no more than 300. It, yeah. I mean, it's not far. It's just on the other side of the ridge. But further down. Right. Right. Right, yeah. So morning, nothing really happened. Pretty uneventful. And so we came back to the cabin for our lunch break. It was pretty delicious. We waited a couple hours. Went back around 2.30, right? I yeah. think it was 2.30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we got in our blind we again. Went, we went back to the same one. Yeah, and so did Jack and the other group. And in our blind... No action happened for like another hour and a half. We could hear him every once in a while. We'd call to him, but nothing was happening. Yeah, we were just waiting because uh, the past few days, around 5.30, 5-ish, um, there was like 40 turkeys in that area. So we were just waiting. And how did we know that? Um, a trail camp, right? Yeah, yeah, Brad had that trail camp set up there. And when we they were in there, there the past two days. The past two days at 5.30, there was 40 birds, a couple toms, right next to the blind yes and for before you guys got in um we had made a trip over because we got in about six o'clock six thirty and set up camp and then we took a ride around and we those birds were standing right next to that blind when we were driving mm-hmm. with brad the day before or the the afternoon before you guys got here right and so we were pr- hoping we were pretty we had high hopes from history and, and stuff like that so um, that's why we were excited for that uh, that same sit for the afternoon. Now, midday. What do we do midday? We, well, we got we got to shoot our bows because we got in late the night before. A um, couple of us took naps. <laughs> we only yeah. had like four hours of sleep that night. Yeah, because you guys got in at midnight, mm-hmm. and then we like had to get everything ready, so we went to bed at like one one thirty. Yeah. I'm gonna say one third. Okay, well, <laughs> while you guys were shooting your bows and making sure everything was right, midday, uh, Tanner and I went with Brad, and we actually set up a, a couple other blinds: the the, bo- the one that's down from the bottleneck, and one on the top of that ridge by that 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 valley blind or the dead cow. We call it the dead cow blind because there's a carcass of a dead cow in that in that draw. So we had the choice. Do we sit up on top or do we go to the same blind? And mm-hmm. I think we talked about it, the, all of us, and, mm-hmm. and we decided to go ahead and sit the same blind. Right. Yeah. Because it was had so much potential as an evening blind. Yeah. And you, Jack, going back to you guys, you guys decided to go back to the same blind because the birds had gone out and you were pretty sure they would. some of them would come right back by you, right? Right. So you guys went to the same blind. We went to the same blind. Mm-hmm. All right. So what time was it that you looked up and you saw that? Jake, it, it was um, only like twenty minutes before we saw the next one, so it's probably like four forty-five, yeah. and we we were all like in a daze because it had been all day and we have not seen a single turkey, and then I just look up and there's um a Jake walking across the um draw like yeah, one hundred and fifty like, 
yards 200 out. yards out. Yeah. And so I look up and I was like, hey, everybody, there's a Jake over there. So we try to call it in. And um, it wasn't like the Jake was even hidden. It was out in no, the, right yeah. in the middle. So we, and, and for some reason, all of us were playing games on our phones <laughs> or something. So we missed it till it was like right in the middle. Yeah. And so we tried to call it and it was just completely ignoring us. It didn't, did not want to answer us. And so it just kept on walking and it went out of our sight. But luckily that Jake had like got us all woken up again. And Trevin happened to look behind us. And it was like 10 minutes after that, Jake um disappeared. Um, and he looked behind us and there was two toms i think no it was the two wasn't it didn't the two hens come yeah in it was first? it was two two hens and and then a, a couple minutes later right yeah so two hens were just behind our blind and the, didn't they just circle they were on the other side of the draw and just kind of circled around and and moseyed off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like they came into our setup and our setup just so you know we're just using a few decoys we're not getting super aggressive because these toms just aren't in that position so we're mm-hmm. just putting out a few jakes uh, like a jake and maybe two or three hens um you because you were you were you were set up on the left side which meant you I think could, I was set up like right in the middle. Mm-hmm. He was, was set up on the right oh, side, that's right, that's and, right. So, and he so shoots like, right-handed, so, so he, he got a lot of. He was going to handle basically from our left, and we were looking out the blind. These turkeys are coming from behind us. I'm trying to mm-hmm. to explain for people that are visualizing this. The turkeys are coming from behind us. We have everything closed behind us. We're peeking out the little cracks, and and the the idea is for them to come walking around a little clump of oaks that we're set up in, and see the decoys right there. Hopefully, that would make them stop and be within range. Mm-hmm. You know, anywhere from ten to twenty yards. So, I happened to look out, and that's when I saw that lone tom. Yeah, and he just slowly worked his way up from behind our. Our blind did exactly what we wanted, and I yeah. did not call once. Yeah, he because was, we we didn't need to. No, he was already it was, working it was, up. It was about five. We we were thinking all of them were going to congregate there anyways, so he just like slowly moseyed up that um that draw, and we I, I was super excited. It's the first turkey we've really seen that was close, um and so it comes right to the left of our blind. And everybody's like moving around quietly um, to get the cameras in the right spot. And I'm like adjusting. And it comes just into the first um, window of our blind on the left side. And I, I have my arrow knocked already. And I see it and I immediately draw. And I get so excited that before it goes even to the next window, I release an arrow because I don't want it to go away because that's the first um, turkey we've seen. And I did catch it. I got it in the a little bit too far well not too far back obviously i killed it but a little farther back than i had hoped yeah and 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 understand this he didn't wing it he no. didn't clip it he hit it solid yes. it was just perhaps it, 2 to 3 it, inches it died no no more than 20 yards yeah. away it was going to die but it, but i know i when i saw the shot i looked at you and you you and me uh, you and i both said at the same time oh maybe a little far back as he was running off but he was not looking well. No, he he, he, he only took across. a couple of steps and then he started dragging himself. Yeah, and he ran across the draw, and then pretty much in the bushes right to the right next to us, he just started flapping around. Yeah, he, he, he didn't go thirty yards. No, no. Yeah, yeah. So he died right there. But there was no other turkeys around, so Charlie didn't have an opportunity for a while. <laughs> but but the good thing about that is we were able to then get you kind of positioned back out of the way in the blind Mm -hmm. so that we could then turn around and have charlie in a position 
and Charlie take it from there. Because then we had the Jakes, the t- other two Toms. I mean, it kind of escalated from there. As yeah. It got better as the evening went yeah, on. Yeah, so we switched spots so i was i was sitting more in the middle uh as the primary shooter you're left-handed right so so that that allowed you to swing uh a bigger arc and shoot basically everything we could Mm -hmm. see and so what what happened first was it was it the two jakes that the two it was that two jakes Mm -hmm. that were that came in behind us yeah and so they the two toms and then the other no no it, it was the two jakes and then the two hens yeah so yeah, two Jakes uh, wander off uh, from from behind us, and they're they're out of range and behind brush, so we're it's it's not an option. And they just uh, they're up on top of the ridge, and they're just walking along the ridge, and we try calling, and they don't they don't really care, and so they just continue on the ridge. But you weren't gonna shoot one no, of those Jakes. No, no, we were we were just we were just interacting with them, mm-hmm. and they keep going down that ridge, and we kind of. We let them go, and then two hens basically do the same thing. Right, you're right. Uh, yeah, almost the exact same yeah. route. Yeah, follow the same route up up on the ridge about forty mm, ish yeah. yards away from us, and continue. And they it looks like they're circling back, kind of towards their roosts. Um, and then those th- those four birds they walked by, and then kind of slowed down. Uh, and then we. We looked back behind us, and and what was it? It was we saw a tom, two toms. Two, it was two toms. Two toms. Remember, because the, then the other two. No, first the other two Jakes came, and they just hung out behind uh-huh. us for and, a, for a while, for like like twelve yards behind us for ten twenty minutes. Yeah, and then that's when I happened to look, and I saw two toms coming, and I could tell they were both toms because as they were coming, you know, you see the the their beards are swinging, mm-hmm. and they were coming, and I thought they were going to come up. And run those two jakes right. off. And we, we thought they were going to come the left side of us, which is how our blind is kind of situated. Um, but uh, one of the toms, he came off to the right and went up into the brush a little bit. And so we have Sam, who's like out of the way, just looking over off to the side to see if he can see that tom coming back. But we, we're not really worried about him. We're thinking about the other tom. And so we're looking off to our left, seeing where they're at. And then Sam's like, oh, here comes the other tom. And he's coming down off the draw. Um, Wait, that was later. That was when the whole crowd came, right? Those two toms kind of stuck around the back. And then the four Jakes and came and ran them off. The one you're thinking of is a little bit later. I, I agree. I agree with you, Sam. It, sorry, people, we're getting a little confusing. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a lot of birds. So um, the the other two Toms, remember they they came up to the Jakes, and we thought, okay, they're going to run those Jakes off. And then they started kind of actually turning around and going back. And that's a when they called, and they gobbled, and then the Jakes gobbled. And then the Jakes that had already gone past us turned around and ran towards us. And they ran up. And when they did that, the two Toms turned around and ran off. So I don't know if some Jakes had okay, had, yeah. had, had, had ganged up on them and already kicked their booty or what. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I was, you know, I was like, darn it. Did, did, should I not have called or whatever? That's what happened with those. And those Toms went away from us uh-huh. back the same way they came. And um, and we never saw those two again. And then that's when the other, you happened to look up. The big group hadn't come in yet. Mm-hmm. You happened to look up, and a tom was coming down on the ridge on yeah. the right side through the sagebrush 
probably 12 yards yeah it was so surprising right there i surprised none of us saw i just looked up boom was right there like that close Mm -hmm. and i am on the right hand side of the blind with my camera so i spin the camera to try and get on him and i try and spin and you try and spin with your bow uh-huh. to get drawn because you could shoot him right i'm right i'm left-handed there. and so that that would have been a, a pretty good shot if we could get the camera over there well he caught our movement i'm 95 mm-hmm. percent sure he mm-hmm. caught our movement and he didn't putt he didn't run off he just turned and walked back up the ridge mm-hmm. and we were like dad gummit yeah so that was a pretty good break then. And uh-huh. That was about five forty-five by then. Yeah. And then about six ten. Take it from there. So that was that was the the group that came up behind us, the bigger group, right? Forty got to be forty birds mm-hmm. that much. We didn't see him for a while. Trevin again just looked back, and there was forty birds behind our line. It, crazy thing, they didn't make a peep. They didn't make a peep, and when I looked back. I saw all those birds, and then all of a sudden, they started talking to each other. Yeah. So we would have known they were there in a few moments. Um, But we had heard some gobbles on the other side of the ridge, and I think that's why I happened to look back there. And I'm like, oh, there's like 40 birds right here. And Mm -hmm. they were, at that time, they were probably 30 to 25 yards from us. So. And that, Tom, we we managed, one of them, we managed to get him on, on the right side. He came around. The right side, didn't he? The the dominant Tom was at full strut in the middle of the group, and it looked like he was trying to push him past, push all those birds past our blind, mm-hmm. which was according to the plan. But there was a Tom in the back who did not want to no. commit to the group, and he's the and one he, that went on the ridge. He wasn't he wasn't strutting, and so he he was a, a little bit by himself, and he went around the right side, two three yards the whole time. From the blind, he was right. Yeah, there. we like we could only see his head above uh-huh. the blind. That's it. And so he's he's walking and curving around from the right. Um, and and, I, and ideally, we thought he was going to walk straight right. away from us, which, which would put him about ten yards. Uh-huh. And, and facing away, a good shot. He can't see us, but he keeps curving back around. Looks like he's going to go back to the the rest of the birds. Um, and he's 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 not running, but he's walking pretty quick. And so he gets to the last window. Um, and that, that's the last opportunity that I would have had to shoot him, but he was so close that I, I, uh, I needed to stand up, but I couldn't stand up fast enough. And so I kind of just like stretched myself out, uh, and I, I shot at him, but I just shot over him and like cut, cut, got some feathers. Um, so it wasn't, well, and, and people go, you miss a bird at three yards. They yeah. have no idea. When it happens that fast, and then the fact of the matter is they're that close, I I have my camera on a tripod. Your dad had the other camera even higher, and all all we could see was his head. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that he wasn't stopped, you could have shot him in the head mm-hmm. if he would have stopped. Right. He's that close. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem was he didn't stop. Mm-hmm. So then you try to go for the body, but you're also trying not to hit the blind, the blind right. portion of right. the blind. And um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was not – I would I would take a 20-yard shot over that shot yes. any day of the yes. week. You know? But, of course, it didn't make me feel good. Right. It, didn't, it doesn't help your confidence. Because but. when you're that close, 
you think you, you feel like it should be oh this is easy and it's it's confusing because you're at like 10 yards you use your your pin over there for 10 and 20 uh, but then it gets that close and you're using your like 30 yard pin when he's like one yard like one yard away from depending you. upon your bow your and your cut sheet yeah you're you're definitely using a a different pin when they get become that close because the arrow separation from where your arrow is on your rest and where your sight is the air, arrow has not traveled up to meet your line of sight yet it's just mathematics right <laughs> it's, like, it's like a, a bullet the way a bullet travels it has to rise before it falls um, and so you're in that upper trajectory or that upward trajectory so yeah you you know in order to shoot him in the head you probably would have had to shoot your 35 shoot him for 35 or 40 which is really good to know and i need to figure that out with my own bow yeah uh because because your specs are going to be different if if i if i had put my uh my 10 yard pin on his head i probably would have hit low or missed or you would hit hit way low yeah nothing nothing good would have happened so it's unless you caught the neck or something yeah it it was too risky of a shot um without knowing that so i mean i've shot a uh, I've shot a turkey at one yard, and I shot it for 71 yards because I have a cut sheet that I use a tool called Archer's Advantage, and I put my speed of my bow, the weight of my arrow, all of these different specs in, and it tells me what my cut sheet is. It also tells me what my it's, – it's your scale for your movable pin. It's your distance, so uh, for your dial, so it's a, it's a, you can print it out and then put it on there so that you can dial in for different yardages. So there's some advantages, and that's a little bit higher technical. <laughs> you know, most people that close, you put your top pin on it and you let her go, but it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked out good. Mm-mm. So those birds really stuck around for a lot. They didn't booger off right Mm-mm. then. Matter of fact, the the bird that you barely gave a haircut to he jumped he, flapped and then he was fine and he went right back into the bunch and then they ended up in 10 minutes probably still yeah and then they ended up working up and over the ridge back towards the roost in the meantime jack you guys are on the other side of the ridge did you have any birds come down the meadow or did you just have that one that came over and came up to you just that one yeah they, there was, we didn't see a lot of birds in the afternoon. Um, a couple surprised us and came out from the back to go over to the roosting area. But so Tanner called because we saw Tom by himself uh, about 100 yards away. And then it just started sprinting over to us. And then when it got around 20, it stopped. And, but not completely, it was still slowly moving. So um, I took a shot and I missed again to the left. And um, it, it was like the same distance away, but he was facing sideways instead of more just like straight at mm-hmm. us. So I almost cut his neck. Actually, he he just like uh, tucked his head in and then just r- ran right away. Enough. Right, he didn't know what happened. Yes, <laughs> I should have. That that was a wide open shot. I should have got it. Um, Do you think you're just getting excited? I mean, it is exciting to I, to draw back. I think 
The main thing is I'm jerking left so I can see if I got the bird. I need to see the arrow hit through my sights. Exactly. That is a great description. That's that is one of the biggest mistakes that new bow hunters make is they want to see where their arrow hits before and what you don't realize is you're moving so fast to see where you hit that you actually affect your trajectory. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that happened good to, know. to me both times. And so so what are you gonna do now? So now you just settle in and you pull through the shot and you watch that arrow hit through your your sight housing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I get to use a stabilizer this time, so. Yeah, we did. We, we borrowed a stabilizer, and and got a stabilizer. It's gonna. It's, your bow's a little heavier, but it'll. I think it'll it'll stay steadier now too. Yeah, me too. So yeah, it's just just about learning bow hunting. You know, it's about learning archery. So, this morning was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we decided to uh, Jack and Tanner and Corey were gonna go back to the same blind because it was such a good morning blind. Yeah. And we decided, why don't we come in, since Sam had already killed, Sam was going to go with them because they're sitting in a bigger blind. We're in a bog triangle blind, and it's great because the way we can do it, we can cut out branches and start, and kind of brush it in already existing trees, and it just, it, it's great. But it doesn't have as much room as, as one of the bigger blinds. So we had, we decided it would be Charlie, myself, and your dad, and uh let's let's talk a little bit about that this morning yeah so that blind that we set up is 60 yards down the draw of the the bottleneck so there's the big field that they fly down into when they get off their roofs and then it goes into a bottleneck and then closes up into a draw and we are down in that draw about 60 yards away from the other one uh so we're we're trying to get at the same birds both both blinds are um, and so, and let's explain why why it's so perfect. Mm-hmm. We have the the creek to our back, which is brushy and fallen trees. Yeah. I mean, nasty. They could travel through that, but they would have to jump. Uh-huh. So it's not the natural. And path. that's not what they want to peck at. And then the other is, and and in the bottom of it is nice green grass and lots of trails. And then you have a big sage juniper ridge. So that's what the the between the creek and the trees. And that sage ridge, it's about 20 yards all the way across there. So uh-huh. it creates a great funnel. And so we, this morning we decided to leave 30 minutes earlier than we did yesterday. Right, because we're so close, so close to the roofs. And uh, the yesterday, um, and when Jack and when Jack's group got into the the bottleneck. As basically as soon as they were set up they started seeing birds so we wanted to get in a little bit earlier um so and and when you say close to the roost we're 200 yards from the roost yeah we're not no under the roost no. but we're to a position to where if we go in too late they can see us getting in yes so we want to go in when it's still good and dark okay mm-hmm. yeah uh and uh we we get all s- situated and everybody's set because we we got in there earlier and the birds uh, am I right when I say, Jack, they did basically the same thing as they did yesterday as they flew down and went down that the draw, the ravine? Yes, you are correct. Yeah, and so they all went close to the Jack's blind. How, uh, Jack, tell us how, how close were they to you? Uh, th- the hens got really close. They're checking out our decoys, but the toms... Never really got closer than 20 yards. And, and you didn't feel yeah, super comfortable? I nev- five. Yeah, Two, 25. Yeah. They, One of them got 
at 20, but there was a branch in the way, and I couldn't shoot him. Mm. But um, then they all moved over to where Charlie and your blind mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were they were all there. Like we saw probably 20 hens before we even saw the first tom in the morning don't, right. don't you think and that first the first tom we saw we saw him coming a ways away uh-huh. but he didn't even he he no. didn't like something no he was he was following that the first group of uh, 15 hens um but he went up on top of the the ridge a little bit and it was going through some of the sage and that was probably uh 25 to 30 yards um so Potentially, it's a it's a doable shot, but there was too many factors, um, and so we we just let him go. It was early in the morning, and so he just worked his way down. But we could see a bunch more coming, so we we were we were fine with letting him move on. And then another group of hens, just hens by themselves, came through. Perfectly. Right? Perfectly, exactly what we wanted. And we were like, okay, we they know mo- this is where we want to be because you <laughs> could have shot any one of those hens from 10 yards to 20 yards. Right, exactly. And uh, that group went through, and then the last group that we saw, it was it was the biggest one, probably 25 birds in total, and there were three toms. Two of them were strutting around, and then one of them was kind of in the back just leaving everybody alone so they came through and did the same thing as all the others did and was it the biggest tom Mm -hmm. yeah the biggest tom he he was just in he was perfect he was about uh 20 yards away and he just stopped right in the middle of the the window and he's just strutting around and I shot him. Well, no, actually, he came closer when you finally shot him. He, he was closer us, to... Oh, it's some great footage. You know, he strutted around there. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was strutting the, around and, and then before he came, he came you, to the window. You shot him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, when you shot him, it was just on that trail about 15 yards away. Yeah. But he was starting to walk now. Mm-hmm. And so he walked and he paused, and that's when... He, mm-hmm. And he was still at full strut. Yes. And I shot him. He like basically did a backflip. And just landed and did not move again. Upside down. Yes. So we thought. The rest of the birds, they were a little surprised, and then they didn't care. They just kept milling around right there. One of the other toms looked like he wanted to go over and and beat that that one up, that one that was lying on the ground. And uh, eventually he didn't, and they worked their way past our blind and up the um, up the ridge. Uh, doing what all the others did they weren't they weren't spooked they were just moving past us and maybe five or uh, ten minutes later the one that i shot just picked his head up he was up he was he rolled over he was upside down his fan was like weird his wing looked unnatural so it looked like he was just sitting there dead and then he he picked his head up so he and he was alive Uh, and so he he tries to run away he stood up and kind mm-hmm. of uh, what really kind yeah. of wobbled, Some, right? something's dragging and i he was he was not he was he was gonna die pretty soon but uh at that at that point Trevor's like oh we better we better shoot him again so he's walking away from us he's not he's not shredding anymore and so i put another one like right in between his wings as he's as he's looking away from us perfect perfect shot, shot. uh and he still does not die. He goes he, up. The, your arrow went through him yes. that time. Yeah. The, the first one uh, was stuck, and the 
the front half was sticking out the other side and eventually it, it uh, fell off but that one went straight through and he still was trying to to get away and so he went up uh at maybe 40 yards away not even, not even yeah yeah from from our from blind, our blind. Yeah. but he he only made it 20 20 yards uh and we could hear him because he uh-huh, was dragging uh-huh. he would and, and so he, he gets under like one of one of the bushes and and we think he died so he's he's he uh, gets under there and he lays down and we think he died and we can see that uh tanner and uh, is getting out and messing now with that, some, that we we let him sit yeah, there though, yeah. for about 15 right. 20 minutes so we but we didn't want to get out because of their blind we didn't want to spook him we didn't know if you had more birds in front of you jack right so we didn't want to get out and go get him but quite yet as soon as we saw tanner get out we we're like okay so coast clear for now let's let's go get that bird and so trevin uh goes out and uh runs up and the bird's not dead he'd, he'd just been shot twice sitting under a bush and he's still not dead his head was completely up looking around and so it, when he saw me when i walked up i was just kind of following where he was and i saw his head and he's looking around and he starts putting and then he gets up and tries to run and that's when i ran around and grabbed him and 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 uh, just t- tweaked him a little bit and <laughs> and yeah yeah he was uh i just didn't i didn't want him to get you know i knew he was gonna die but he was gonna to die from the first shot pile right and die where we couldn't find him so i tweaked him and then got back in the blind uh made sure that the coast was clear and then when i saw tanner moving around even more i went over there and we decided okay we're good so yeah because yeah, the birds had gone past the blinds and we were, we were gonna come back later right right yeah it was a pretty eventful now after that you didn't see any more birds huh jack you just had the ones that came by you and then then that charlie shot that one but that was uh that's pretty cool how how neat is that to see the birds bail out of the roost you know almost every morning they reestablish their pecking order and then start to work off and and you know see those toms trying to impress the ladies mm-hmm. you know it's just not really working they're all running away from each other uh, yeah they're not real the, the hens aren't real receptive right now the toms are trying their hardest but the, the hens aren't real receptive and uh, we haven't put any full rut a uh, full rut well that's you know turkey rut i guess you could say any full strut decoys out right now because they're just not responding. No, they're, they're not. They're not even aggressive towards each other right now. Yeah, really, we, 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 some uh, of the, those jakes chased off Tom. But you saw some. The first morning, you saw a couple Toms fighting, didn't you? Oh uh, yeah, we did. So, but they're not. It's not like in years past where you get a Tom. They, they see anything and, you, and they, they just come running. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's also the first thing in the morning. Sometimes what I find is midday is the best time. If you can, um, if they see a tom with some hens, they'll come running to check it out to try and run him off. But but anyway, so it's it's been a great uh, two days so far. We have this afternoon to sit. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then we have Sunday morning, which is Easter. And uh, we're going to... Uh, hunt the morning tomorrow and then hopefully not though yeah hopefully well yeah hopefully you'll be done by this afternoon mm-hmm. jack um so let's talk about the plan for this afternoon i 
do not know the plan. <laughs> hey, well, I will tell so, you the plan. Yeah, okay. aren't you going back to the blind where we were at first, or one of those? I think they're going to go back to the blind that we put on the ridge, where that mm. big group. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's where I think they need to be. Um, on the other hand, I'm going to go sit um, in. Where am I going to go sit? think i'm gonna go sit back in the bottleneck just with a, a the two to six hundred the big telephoto lens and try and get some footage and try and get some um some video some just some video of, of turkeys and stuff like that so mm-hmm. we won't and and that because there's not a bow or a shotgun in that blind there will be toms like yeah, right exactly. there but yeah yeah that's how it works. Um, but hopefully that puts you, and the, the good thing about the blind that you're going to, when they come by you, they're going to be at eight yards. So, you know, it'd be a good opportunity for you to to pole-wax one. Smoke them. Yep, smoke them. Well, this is great. What we'll do is uh, we'll, uh, depending upon how the rest of the hunt goes, we'll jump on and do what I call a supplement. We'll kind of add to this podcast um if uh, if you if we don't unless you want to just ju- uh, jump on and talk about not killing a bird <laughs> uh, this will be the end of it you know we've had a great hunt so far even if it stops there but we're sure hope you've got another two sets so you have a pretty good opportunity mm-hmm. i mean everybody's had a chance almost every time they've set mm-hmm. i'm i'm gonna get oh yeah, yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> and, and, you know well, here's the thing if it comes to Sunday morning, you can take your bow, but take a you ought to take a shotgun in the blind with you. And I mean, it's you, you've you've stuck to your guns. You wanted to kill one with a a a, a bow last year. You didn't get a bird because you didn't want to take a shotgun. So tell us on Sunday morning, are you gonna have a shotgun in that blind just in case? Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> and there's no there's no shame in that. I mean, I know grown men that that have yet to kill a turkey with a bow. You guys are young, and you know you're three, four years into bow hunting, and it's it's tough. Turkey has a small kill zone, and you have to be close, and you have to be accurate. So there's nothing no nothing bad about pulling out the old boomstick <laughs> and shooting one in the face. Yeah, right. But well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll keep you up to date on how this turns out as always we appreciate you um we want to invite you make sure you go to the outback outdoors youtube page subscribe like comment uh, hit the what's the other thing we said the bell hit the, icon hit, hit the no- notification so that you get when we post these and i'm going to be posting probably um we're going to make an episode out of this but i'm also going to post i've been filming a bunch of little things and i'm going to post a, uh, some clips um hopefully sooner than later of this hunt and then at the end you know when we're done with the total editing we'll have the you know cinematic episode episode done and and we'll post that on outback outdoors too so thanks god bless and we will see you guys down the trail